Hello? Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I am well. I'm exhausted. I, I took two coffee naps today. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Have you been staying up late? No, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm doing a ton of work so that I can take my first vacation in like a while. Mm, yeah. So I'm just, my body's like slowly falling apart, I think. Yeah, by the end, you're going to like really need that vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. vicious cycle. <laughs> What are you up to? Uh, well, a lot of work, um, but very little writing. It's just like lining up my next work and making travel plans. And uh, oh, I bought a new wrist brace today because the old one was no longer working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my day. <laughs> so is that something? Um, is that like a typing related thing? Yeah, yeah. I blogged too hard. Oh man. Yeah. Happens to the best of us. The takes were too hot. Yeah. Just burnt burnt your wrist right off on those takes. Yep. Um and speaking speaking of those takes, uh I have been telling I've been basically just shouting at everyone who will listen to me about your Star Wars take. That's a fun one. I had so much fun uh writing that one. It's I had a good time. It's very good. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> so I guess um, for people who maybe haven't read it, I will, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, but um, do you want to just give like the, the Cliff Notes version? Yeah. It's uh, so the entire, you know, six, first six episodes of Star Wars, um, emitting Rogue One and um, the, the Force Awakens and so on and so forth, that arc has to do with um the republic falling the empire rising and then the empire falling again and all of that is supposed to hinge on anakin skywalker turning into darth vader and then being redeemed and like that's that's just those the two things are supposed to be tied whether that logically makes any sense like that doesn't matter it's like that's how the story is told anyways the way that anakin skywalker becomes darth vader is that he ends up betraying the Jedi Order and everything he believes in because he thinks he has this force vision that Padme, his wife, is going to die in childbirth. And, but if you look at, you know, episode three, the movie where this happens and he turns to the dark side, um, Padme never seems to go to an OBGYN. And in <laughs> fact, at like towards the end of the movie, when she confronts Anakin, she doesn't seem to even know she's having twins. And then when she pops the twins out, everyone's surprised that there's multiple babies. <laughs> and then on top of that, the droid that's attending her, that's a medical droid, seems to be completely full of shit. And <laughs> is like, oh, we don't, for some reason we're losing her. We don't know what's wrong. She's lost the will to live. And that makes no sense. Like, first you say you don't know why. You don't have any medical reason. And then she's lost the will to live. Why would a droid be programmed to detect will to live? Like that just Mm. makes absolutely no sense. And so my conclusion is like there is no reproductive health care in the galaxy. And Padme of all people is like a sitting senator in on the capital planet of the galaxy. 
she's like, you know, even if we're talking about like, you know, there's there's no health coverage, there's sure. no health yeah. insurance in this galaxy. Everything's really expensive. Birth control pills, like if you get them, they're like super restricted and they cost a bajillion dollars. Even if all of those things are true, Padme can afford all of that. Like mm-hmm. she's spending the entire movie in this beautiful penthouse wearing like five different costumes a day. And at the end of the movie, she doesn't know that she's about to have twins. Like she's never had an ultrasound. <laughs> she's never been to Joanne. And because of the lack of health care for um, uh, people who are pregnant, Anakin Skywalker loses his fucking mind and then turns to the dark side because – Palpatine promises him that if he goes to the dark side, then he will gain the power to be able to uh, stop death. Right, right. Yeah. People live forever. And it's like, that's crazy talk, right? (laughs) Like, if you're really that scared of your wife dying in childbirth, you're going to first see a doctor. But instead, they go from like zero to like 90 on this one Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's just because most people die of childbirth in this universe because Mm. nobody understands uteruses (laughs) yeah i mean anakin while we're on the subject of that boy gets uh all all of the limbs removed yeah they're all just gone they're all gone not attached to the body anymore uh and then yes he does fall in the lava he's he's on fire He's, he's literally um, on fire. And uh but it's cool. It's cool. He gets he he's he's a robot after yeah, that. He's fine. He's, he's basically fine. fine. He can still swing a sword. He can still swing a sword. He can still walk around. He can still issue menacing orders. Um <laughs> so this universe has dedicated extraordinary resources into like medical like there's there's those floaty tanks that people just float in when they get yeah, hurt. And it yeah. makes them all good then. Yeah. Someone pointed out that there's like clone technology, which means that mm-hmm. artificial gestation is possible. Yep. Yeah. At one and point in the extended universe, the emperor makes a younger clone of himself. Yeah. But it's also just like in the Clone Wars. Like, oh, yeah. That's, that's true, obviously. That, that's like in movie canon. Yeah. And that's not available <laughs> to pregnant people. You can't. Yeah. You can't just like have the baby in like, like move the... <laughs> Move it to like a orb on the water planet. You can clone an entire army, but you've got to carry a baby to term. <laughs> yep. Maybe she's just like, or maybe both of them are just like real. Like maybe they're the equivalent of like anti-vaxxers in that universe. Yeah. But they're like, we don't believe in this technology. We believe in the technology that turns people into cyborgs and the technology that makes laser swords. But like, mm-mm, not this is a bridge too far. Uh, but anyways, the the take was just that there's there's no there's no reproductive health care in the mm-hmm. galaxy, and also this is bad, and George Lucas is bad. <laughs> and um, I mean. Like, some Jedi has to have been horny before this, right? Like, they have yeah. to have dealt with that. But there has to be something. Like, Yoda's been, like, like Yoda's been alive for how many years? He's like, oh, I remember I do when a Jedi was horny once. He's, like, 800 years old. Like, yeah. there's, like, I think that's actually the, the canon, his canon age when he dies. And it's just, like, yeah. Like, there's, oh, in, in episode two, when, uh, at, like, you know, at the end, when everyone's, like, 
saved and stuff and they're like hugging it out. Um, Padme and Anakin make out in front of Yoda and Yoda <laughs> doesn't say shit. He's just like standing there just going, all right, I like, guess nice. this is happening now. Like clearly he's seen it before. Like mm-hmm. clearly this has happened. And yet like, yeah, it's, it's absurd. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's a I, lot. I do have a theory now since I wrote that, um, why it is that Jedi are supposed to be celibate. Mm hmm. It's because everyone dies of childbirth in this universe. Mm. And because everyone dies of childbirth, Jedi are not supposed to fuck because they might get someone pregnant and then kill them. And this is like, apparently this has happened enough times that everyone goes to the dark side. And it's just like basically a pro. It's like one of those do no harm type prohibitions because Uh fucking almost always leads to death in this universe. Heterosexual fucking. Yeah. And yeah. like, and then it also sort of like, you know, Bail Organa and his wife, they adopt Leia, mm-hmm. right? It's like, maybe they adopted Leia because they don't want to have <laughs> biological children because she's just going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This is like my new favorite Star Wars theory after yeah. uh, Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord and they're all space ants. Uncle, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, they don't have any biological children. They adopt Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they did that because, like, if she has children, they're just going to die. Maybe they just don't fuck. <laughs> Nobody fucks. Nobody fucks unless they want to die. Unless they're, like, okay with dying. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Star it would Wars. explain a lot about how, you know, messed up people are in this universe, right? I guess so, Yeah. A lot of people are just, I mean, so people on the dark side fuck, though, because they don't care. They're like, they don't care. They're chill. (sighs) Man. Yeah. Have you seen Rogue One? I have. I really, really loved it. I have yet to see it. So we can't, we We, can't talk. I mean, I don't care. Like, I'm, I did my enjoyment of things isn't contingent on spoilers, although I can't add much to the discussion. (laughs) So um, I have heard, though, that it's like more of a war movie. Than, than your typical kind of Star Wars, like, grab bag mythological, Maybe. like, figures? It's, it's darker. It's definitely darker. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I've definitely seen, like, oh, this is the first movie that, like, you know, the, the take that's, like, this is the first Star Wars movie that it acknowledges the cost of war. But I'm just like, oh, no, Anakin loses all of his limbs and then falls into a river of lava i think and that's like, a pretty extreme cost of war all those ewoks die too yeah yeah people die uh like in in a new hope like the first movie ever released um while luke is running the the mission his his buddy like biggs. his buddy yeah dies just like right after they reunite and like biggs gets mentioned really early on and is like luke looks up to him and you know, like this is where he wants to be, and then and then he's like, "Oh, well, we're gonna catch up after this battle." Then Biggs dies, and he's just like it's just an explosion. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Like like so like so many people just explode in that in that movie, and I think that that's like actually treated with like, oh, this is actually sad. Yeah, I mean Biggs. Um, he was like a fully realized fictional character with character traits like mustache and cape um but <laughs> well, no. the, entire, the entire planet of alderaan goes oh too. that too i guess yeah yeah <laughs> also also luke like loses you know basically his entire family also that weird old man that he meets that's very special to him and big so like basically everyone that he knows 
before leaving Tatooine dies. I think that's like a pretty significant cost of war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For real, though. Yeah, you see those charred corpses? Yeah. Yeah, there is that, too. <sighs> Gross. Star Wars. Anyway, but you don't just write about Star Wars. You, I think of you as someone who writes about stuff that I don't fully comprehend, but that is very important. Um, like the the yeah, I've got like the vegetables of my like. There's the desserts and then the vegetables <laughs> of my work. Well, yeah. what I really liked, I like you made this tweet like last week. I think about how you were able to explain some infosec stuff to people who understand the Kardashians, but. Um, not the other way around. It was trademark law. Oh, okay, right. Law. Yeah, yeah. So like, oh, this is this isn't really funny. All right, this is like, um, did you follow the the whole the, the headlines were wrong on this generally because people don't understand trademark law. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing where the Kardashians opposed Black China's trademark of of um, like Black China. Uh, what's her What's her name? What's her real name? That's not Black China. Um, Black China, Angela Renee. Mm-hmm. So she uh, filed for a trademark on Angela Renee Kardashian because that's going to be her married name. Right. And um, the lawyers for like the Kardashians, like Kim and Chloe um, and Courtney, is it? Um, mm-hmm. I always forget. And the rest. The one, the third one. Um, and then those girls. Uh, they. Um, opposed the trademark in the patent and trademark office, um, claiming that it violated, um, it infringed the rights of, of the Kardashian trademark. And so that's like fucked up already. Right. Um, but then among the arguments, so there's like, you know, there was like regular infringement and then like, um, a bunch of other claims, but then there's like a special cause of action in trademark law called dilution. Mm-hmm. And it's available to very famous trademarks. Um, so, for instance, Victoria's Secret um, is able to claim um, dilution against, say, a sex toy shop called Victor's Little Secret. Mm-hmm. And that's not a cause of action that's available under regular trademark law. Because you're like not going to be confused about whether Victor's Little Secret is at all related to Victoria's Secret. Like that's that's got to be a thing if you're suing for regular trademark infringement. Mm-hmm. But under dilution, the idea is that you have a very famous trademark like Victoria's Secret and Victor's Little Secret is making your trademark look like an asshole. Like it's right, just like right. it's, it's Victor's Little Secret is like kind of shoddy and shitty and it's going to make your special trademark, it's going to damage your special trademark by um, either making it unrecognizable, um, which is blurring, or tarnishment, which is that the offending trademark is so shitty that it, <laughs> it like ruins the reputation of your wonderful and good mm-hmm. trademark. Mm-hmm. And the Kardashian opposition to the Black China application cited tarnishment. Oh, my God. So, yeah. it's so shady and like i think that that's just like the funniest thing like i just screamed when i saw it and i and like i just explained it to you and you understand it and you understand why it's funny um but like 
I, you know, I did this round of like holiday parties and I ran into like a bunch of lawyers at these holiday parties and like a fair number of them were like trademark lawyers. Um, and I kept like stopping and go, did you see this black China thing? And they just did not understand why it was funny. <laughs> like they like they cause that whole rundown I gave you, they know that they know that backwards and forwards, but I can't explain to them why it's funny. Like what the deal is with the Kardashians. Like I'm just, uh, there's this thing where she's married to like, she's going to have a baby with Rob. And also like, there's just like, it's too complicated. Mm-hmm. It's just way too complicated to explain. Oh my God. Okay. So like dilution though, is that like, um, is there some, thing where like trademarks have to prosecute infringements or like they can lose their trademark well it's thought that that's the case but that's actually um it's kind of a misconception Mm. so for example um there's this concern that you are going to lose your trademark if people keep using it Mm -hmm. right if other people use it in unauthorized ways, that's not necessarily true. There is, let me like, there is sort of a concern that if your trademark turns into the generic name of something, you're going to lose your trademark. So for instance, um, that's like that people say that's what happened to zipper. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's not quite what happened to aspirin because, um, international law, there's, there's a whole thing about that, but like, it's kind of what happened to aspirin. So like aspirin was the name of a, of a specific brand mm-hmm. of medication. And now we're it's just aspirin, right? Um, it happened to thermos. So a thermos is just the container that keeps stuff warm, mm. but it started out as a trademark. Like there was a thermos company that made thermoses. Um, but then everyone started using the word thermos for a thermos and, um, they couldn't trade, they couldn't register that trademark anymore. Um, it's, there's some concern. Uh, Google is really concerned about this happening to them because mm. people just say like, oh, just Google that, right? And they kind of just mean a generic search. And so Google is like terrified that this is going to happen to them. Um, and in fact, I think they even still have this page up that's like, oh, how you should use the word Google. And like they're, they don't want people to say, oh, you should Google that. They want people to say, oh, you should do a Google search or search <laughs> on Google. Like they, they really want people to stop Good doing luck. Um, I know. I know. It's, it's de- they're definitely fighting a losing battle here. Um, and then there's, uh, there's Microsoft is also terrified about this happening to Windows. Because if you think about it, like even if you're on Mac OS, you open a window to like browse something or like, you know, mm. right? And so it's like Windows is just generic for like Windows in an operating system. And um, they're so afraid of that becoming generic that, oh, this guy, um, he made a company to make an operating system based on Linux that would that would basically clone Windows. And he called it Lindos, <laughs> right? Linux and Windows. Mm-hmm. And so Windows sued him. Microsoft sues, sues him for it, and then he countersues, claiming that Windows is generic. <laughs> and this had never occurred to Microsoft before. <laughs> but the argument was so persuasive that they, the ones who had started the lawsuit, paid him millions of dollars to settle it. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty, it was, it was definitely a, 
congratulations, you played yourself moment. But <laughs> yeah, like Microsoft is terrified of this happening. Google is terrified of this happening. Like it's definitely like a thing. But um, for example, something like say, you know how Ikea went after this website called Ikea Hackers? Oh, right. And, yeah. Right. Um, no one's confused about Ikea Hackers. No one thinks that Ikea is like sponsoring Ikea Hackers. Ikea Hackers isn't selling furniture. Mm -hmm. It's a blog, right, about Ikea furniture, but it's not selling Ikea furniture. It's not doing shit to their trademark. And it like legally, it actually doesn't make any sense for Ikea to be like going after Ikea hackers over it. Um, it's just that it's, you know, and this is sort of a secret, but people should, more people should know this. It's just like trademark lawyers have to make up work to do. Mm -hmm. like, it's like, they've got to stay employed. Right. So like, right. Their clients, like that they like need to do this and that, you know, like this is best practices and everyone should exercise caution, but because everyone does it, it becomes best practices just because everyone is doing it. But because like everyone is doing it to begin with because they got to get paid and fill out hours and stuff. So it's just like, it's all garbage. <laughs> That's so interesting. And like makes total sense. I guess I, I see a lot of misconceptions around this stuff. Um, I have a lot of friends who are in games and I was sort of, I sort of hover around video games still, but I was like formerly a lot more involved. And there's this dynamic that happens where some group of fans will like make a fan work, uh, uh, like, or a, a fan sequel or will make like a, an HD version of like an old game or something. So like a Metroid or a Pokemon or something like that. And it'll be getting shared around and then, some big site like a Polygon or a Kotaku or something will cover it and then it gets shut down. Like they get a and d from Nintendo. Um, and so I see all kinds of arguments like people making like um, if you want this stuff to flourish, then you just have to share it around the old fashioned way. You can't like talk about it on your huge platform. Um, I see people saying like, oh, well, if Nintendo doesn't uh, prosecute against like uh, Pokemon fan yeah. games that they could lose their thing and it's like uh, I don't think that's so that's so interesting to to know that that's that it's a lot of just sort of convention at this point it is it is it's really I mean it's really really odd like um I mean it's it's very strange because like in a way with some of those fan games you could make like a colorable argument that oh, this, people can be confused mm -hmm. about what this is. Yeah. I don't think that's really the case. Like, I don't think that in the games community, like people who actually play games, um, that they are confused. Right. Right. About what's a Nintendo Pokemon game and what's a fan work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it depends on how, so like if, if this went to trial, which that's always theoretical and it's never going to happen. Um, if you got a jury together, they wouldn't necessarily even be people who play games. Like maybe like half of them play games mm -hmm. or like quarter, let's be more realistic. Um, and a bunch of them don't, and they all have to rule on confusion. And I think like the test, depending on the jurisdiction is going to be like confusion in general, as opposed to like confusion among gamers or whatever. Um, I mean, they might, they might make it, make the test be confusion among gamers, but um, yeah, no, there's, oh man, there was one trial I was talking to a lawyer about where there were two trials 
because it ended in a mistrial the first time. And um, in the first trial, the jury came back and said no infringement. And in the second trial, they came back and said infringement. And it was over handbags. Um, I think it was handbags. Yeah, it was handbags. And the jury consultant in, in the first trial was like, you should pick men because they're going to be more like, they're, they're, they won't be able to tell the difference between the handbags. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to say it's infringement. That was, the, <laughs> that was the logic. That didn't work. The second trial, they decided to do the opposite logic and they, and they pictures that are mostly women and it comes back infringement and they're like, all right, we think what happened and they, they don't fucking know because they weren't allowed to quiz the jurors in this case. Um, so their guess is we think the women found uh, that it was infringement because they actually give a shit about handbags and men don't care about handbags. <laughs> it's just like, you, it's, this is, I mean, it's all like, you hadn't, we have no idea what they were actually thinking, but like it, it does, it does really change the calculus, like depending on whether or not like you're actually familiar with whatever's being shown. It's really, um, it would be really interesting to see like a fan work go to trial, but I guess that's what happening. That's what's happening with Axanar. With which? Axanar, the Star Trek trial. Oh yeah. What is this? Yeah. I saw you mention it. I have no idea what this is about. Yeah. So there was, there was a, a Kickstarter for a new Star Trek film, like a fan work. Mm-hmm. And they collected like a million dollars. Um, and it's like this like beautiful high tech glossy film, um, you know, filmed on like real cameras and shit. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's a trailer and it looks pretty good. Um, and, but the whole thing is really bizarre because they're, it's a copyright, it's a copyright claim, mm-hmm. but Axanar doesn't take any footage or scripts from Star Trek and it doesn't use any of the characters. It actually takes place like many years before any of the events in Star Trek mm-hmm. and, uh, is like, you know, the tie to the series is one. Um, there's like a, a, a reference to a battle that's mentioned in passing by Captain Kirk. Okay. And then the other thing is also like the uniforms are similar. Um, there are spaceships <laughs> and, uh, there's, there's ears. Um, there's the Vulcan like language shit like that like it's very it's a very interesting um case because it's like can you really like copyright pointy ears like is that part of like what's copyrightable in (laughs) star trek are the uniforms copyrightable actually like clothes are not are not copyrightable but like maybe costumes are i don't know um yeah it's it is like it is a very interesting case i'm pretty excited about it yeah that's wild um, cause pointy ears, that's like, Star Trek didn't invent that. Elves have pointy no, ears. No, it didn't. But at the same time, if you're like looking at a film where everyone's wearing Star Trek uniforms and like the little insignia yeah. for, right, for the fleet and then like, and then some of them have pointy ears, it's like, that looks like Star Trek. It feels really wrong, but if you look at the individual components all together, like each of those individual things that they're claiming have, they have a copyright on, it's a very weak copyright claim, like super weak. Like that should not even be copyrightable to begin with. Mm. It's so strange. Like I, I don't know. I'm like really excited to see this trial. 
<laughs> but when you add them up, it's just like Star Trek. Yeah, I mean, it's just can, like Trek. You, yeah, just like Trek. <laughs> but, but like, no one thinks, no one's gonna think Axanar is like a, a licensed Star Trek film, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone who knows Star Trek knows that this film isn't Star Trek, but it is Star Trek. Like, right, right, yeah. yeah. It is very strange. So why did this one or why is this one going to trial? Because usually what happens is someone gets a and d and they don't mm-hmm. have lawyers and they just pull it. Right? Yeah, they lawyered up I mean, because they collected so much money from the Kickstarter. They were just like, fuck it. And oh, wow. they, lawyered, they lawyered the fuck up. I don't know if it's going to be worth it in the end, but mm-hmm. um, I like I really don't know where the money for this litigation is coming from because trials are really expensive. Yeah. Um, and actually, they could probably bail out like last minute anytime now. Um, but there is a trial date set. Um, so yeah, like it's, uh, it's very interesting. That is wild. It is, isn't it? (laughs) Huh? Yeah. Yeah, There's like a lot of, it seems like you're, you're doing a lot of exciting stuff. Like your beats are are pretty wild because i mean strange and funny yeah yeah i mean that wikileaks stuff today as well this is going to go up weeks later so this will be maybe wikileaks will have already put together that um that the archive that they're database. talking about <laughs> yeah. yeah my god so, so what are they pr- they're proposing to put together a database of all verified twitter users yeah and with like information about their families and work uh-huh uh-huh which is like that's just doxing it's It's, horrible it's bad it's so horrible so as someone who hasn't followed wikileaks very closely um i was i saw a tweet on my timeline just like a couple hours ago saying like so when did they go from being sort of like gray like nebulous but like seemingly mostly benign or mostly acting in public interest to just like chaotic evil um, or oh, or were they never like were they always sort of like this? So WikiLeaks was never just Julian Assange is the right, problem, right. and in recent years it is just Julian Assange. Mm. And I mean, there's Sarah Harrison too, but like, it, let's be real, like this mm-hmm. is this is definitely being pushed all by Julian Assange, especially the really bad parts. And um, yeah, it's really like the bad parts are all Julian. And in sort of the earlier years, if you sort of see what they were doing before, that's like pretty cool and interesting. Uh, it's uh, it's when they like still had kind of a real staff mm. and um, and like, you know, editorial staff that had different priorities and they were kind of independent and making their own decisions and so on. And it was like it was like a functioning publication, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened with. This, when everything went to shit, was when um, uh, Sweden announced that they were going after Assange for yeah. the rape cases. And, um, and uh, like, James Ball, who's, like, now at, at BuzzFeed UK, and then in, before that he was at The Guardian, he was at WikiLeaks during this time period. And so he says, like, internal to WikiLeaks, what happened was that WikiLeaks editorial, they, like, looked... They were like, what should we do about this rape thing? And they were like, all right, what we should do is say that Julian, like, you know, we want, you know, justice for Julian. And, like, we hope that this is, like, that things turn out fairly and also that this is clearly being used for political reasons. However, 
this is separate from the mission of WikiLeaks, mm-hmm. and we will continue to do our work separately from this. Um, they wanted to separate out WikiLeaks from from the rape allegations, mm. and so they're like, "This is what we're going to do." And then Julian Assange, who's like, you know, ultimately in charge of this operation, goes, "Nope, nope." The mission of WikiLeaks is now to focus on why it's unfair that I'm being accused of rape. Oh my god! And then that's when everything goes to shit. Cool. Cool. Yeah, it's just been slowly getting worse over time until he's just like this Gamergate Twitter egg. Like, it's, <laughs> like it really, it's just like he was he was pretty shitty at that moment, and then it just like just kept getting worse. Yeah, gosh, and now so it's just sort of his like personal army. Well, not oh, army, but uh, like yeah, uh, I mean it's just him. him. It's, it's really just him. Just him. And then there's another account that's like, um, is it? It's like supposed to be helping the main WikiLeaks account. What is it like the WikiLeaks task force account? Oh yeah. And but that's definitely also him. <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely, he's like he has a soft puppet account. Oh my god! <laughs> like, it's amazing. <sighs> oh wow! Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, he sounds. Like, he sucks a lot. Um, I mean, I already sort of knew that, but I didn't know, like, yeah. the more recent stuff. Yeah. Jeez. Gosh. Well, I can't, I for one can't wait to be next to some illustrious company on this, in this database. Man. It's, oh. God. I mean, it almost makes you question the huge material benefits of being verified. Yeah. Like, all the it's free stuff like... and, like, the... <laughs> It's also I love like right now the Twitter safety account was subtweeting him. <laughs> like like here this tweet just went out at twelve thirty PM. Posting another person's private and confidential information is a violation of the Twitter rules. And then there's a link to the Twitter rules. <laughs> <laughs> like that's absolutely a subtweet of what's going on right now. Uh, today's wild. It's yeah. so wild. <sighs> oh man, Twitter is just um man. It's bad though is the thing. The thing yeah. is it's bad though is the thing about it. Um <laughs> I I don't know. I just every day more and more it's like I um so I use Tweetbot um on my phone. And I pulled my main account off of it. So I can't look at Twitter when I'm not home. That's wise. Which is so good. I can only look at my like my uh, AD or like secret account or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just like a much better sort of microcosm of the internet to occupy. But, oh man. Yeah, it's... I do that sometimes and because of work, like I always end up adding my main account back on Mm -hmm. so that I can, I can tweet stuff that's relevant to work while I'm out and about, but oh my God, like the temptation to just like get it off my phone is always there. Mm -hmm. I think for me, the ideal system would be like just using a system that like doesn't give me access to my timeline, but like 
like maybe just TweetDeck with like no columns except just like a space to type things in and like buffer them and then just like never look at it. <laughs> just put this stuff out there into the void. Into the void. Never hear never hear anything about WikiLeaks ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the dream, really. At least we had a lot of good young Pope jokes. Oh my god. Oh my god. This fucking that, show. That made Twitter good again. Well Briefly. Briefly. Yeah, briefly. I had I had one I had one decent one, but there were some really, really good ones. There were some really great ones. Um, I really I enjoyed. I hope this this interest in clowning around about the show extends for another few weeks to when it actually comes out because uh i don't know if you're aware but i've recorded an entire podcast like oh season like i've me and do you know eric therm i think so yes uh he's like a writer um he's my roommate in new york and we watched the entire series like all 10 episodes of the first season it might be getting renewed for a second um and we recorded I heard it was getting renewed already oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> we recorded um basically a companion podcast which is maybe the worst idea i've ever had That's amazing. um i love it and yeah it's um it's just gonna launch when the show does because man this show it's a lot <laughs> is it is it good is it bad no one really knows is the thing. <laughs> Science is still out on that because here are some here's some facts. Kind of here's some facts, and I feel like you know I just want I'm just I'm not making any statements. I'm just you know I'm just asking questions. I'm just showing some facts. I've got my blackboard out. I'm just drawing some connections <laughs> between things. Um, there is a kangaroo that Jude Law Wait. makes friends with. No, um, there is uh, James like, Cromwell. Yes, the animal, a kangaroo at the Vatican, is a real thing that happens. James Cromwell spends most of the series um, just seething in his home in the dark, wearing dark aviators and drinking whiskey and complaining that he was supposed to be the Pope. Um, I, that was my favorite thing in the in the trailer was, I was supposed to be Pope. <laughs> You're going to be a terrible Pope. The worst. <laughs> um, he prays so hard that, and I think when this comes out, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but he prays so hard that uh, he makes stuff happen. And it's like in any other show, it would be like left up in the air as to like, oh, was it just a coincidence that that happened? Or did he really do a miracle? And after watching the first run of the show i'm like pretty sure it comes down on the side of no he's straight up doing miracles oh my god and the weirdest thing is like you think a show about a young pope is gonna be like oh he's hip he's cool he fucks he's like the young pope yeah it's very much not that it's very much he is ultra conservative and he's a piece of shit he's just like a piece of shit and so like i think a lot of people are going to be turned off for that reason and i don't blame them um also diane keaton is inexplicably in it and just is really just phoning it in. <laughs> oh. uh 
I was definitely wondering what Diane Keaton is doing in this. I like, have what? no idea. And there's just like, that's never explained. Like that's well, just not. <laughs> she's like the nun. She's basically his like adoptive mother. I see. Because the whole show is about how he was adopted. Not adopted. He was abandoned by his hippie parents. And so as a result, he has like some really intense attachment issues. Mm-hmm. And basically he's become like the head of the church and he's just like taking out his attachment issues on like the, the rest of the world. Yeah. Oh my God. This sounds extremely bad, but also I'm really excited because it's a Pope and I am here for that. And his costumes are great. The, the costumes, trailers. the costumes and like, the cinematography and the scoring and everything is like mwah, chef kiss. It's like so good. It's just like having to watch him do stuff is not <laughs> as good. Although, although it is very entertaining to watch him just like come into the Vatican and just start like dunking on all of these old Italian cardinals mm-hmm. and just being like, you're going to Alaska and you're going to Alaska. Um, oh my God. So that's, that's something. And again, kangaroo. So And there's a kangaroo. Oh my god. Does he have attachment does he take out his attachment issues on the kangaroo? No, he um he tries to like give it orders. Like he tries to like tell it to jump. Oh my god. To like as like a I don't know if that counts as a miracle, like making a kangaroo jump. I feel like that's one of like the two things they do. Right. I mean he wants to be like fucking St. Francis. But Mostly with, with marsupials, though. I, is a kangaroo a marsupial? Yes. It's got a pouch. A, a kangaroo is a marsupial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just, you know, your your kangaroos, your wallabies, your uh, koalas, those are your major marsupials. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I've make, been making this, like ridiculous show about this terrible show um so everyone should listen to it but um (laughs) (laughs) enough about popes regardless of their age um yeah i guess like what else what else you been up to you're just you're just working a lot you're you said you're not writing so much lately I mean, it's just like the beginning of the month has just been me lining up the rest of the month, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Um, it's uh, and so like all all day today, it was just like me putting together the calendar and getting pitches finally approved and um and, and booking travel. So there's that. It'll be good, but goddamn. <laughs> like I really wish I could have gotten some writing done today. Yeah, yeah, that that sucks. Like being um freelance and sort of having to be your own like own booker secretary. and secretary yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um yeah, I wonder how far we, away we are from like distributed uh rideshare esque. I don't want to say Uber <laughs> four, but like Yeah, yeah. Know. No, I mean I've I've often like thought like that's when I've made it is when I can afford like 
a fucking accountant or like mm-hmm. an assistant or something. And just that is when I will have finally made it. But that's <laughs> like that's that's a ways. That's far away. But that would be really great. It's just like because, you know, you can't just have some random person. That's true. Doing emails for you. You got to have someone who like knows you, who knows what's up. Um, so you can't really have it distributed, which blows, which means like you have to like pay someone like either a living what it actually costs. Like, yeah. What it actually <laughs> costs, right? Or like share someone with like a few people who in like, but also compensate them fairly for how many hours they're putting in. Um, so that's like, you gotta be making much more money for that. Yeah. Which I am. Um, I have for the first time and probably maybe last time in my life, um, I have lawyers on retainer for the next little while oh. um, because they're doing my visa application for the U.S. Uh, and it feels very powerful. It feels like I could say, I'll have to talk to my lawyers about that or <laughs> I'll have my people call your people or you'll be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always a fun one. Oh, I did. I remember someone said this before. I think it was just a joke, but it was like, if someone, um, forwards you to their assistant, mm-hmm. you know, it's like someone who like, you know, just shouldn't have an assistant. Like, <laughs> like, cause, cause I get forwarded assistants, but like, it's, you know, when this happens, it's like someone who is actually important and of mm-hmm. course has an assistant. Right. And then, but like, just say someone, you're just like, you, there's no reason why you should have an assistant. <laughs> and they would be like, they're like, oh, like, just talk to my assistant about like setting up a, a time to call. And I'm just like, you could have just opened a calendar yourself. Um, and, <laughs> and like someone joked that like when this kind of situation happens, it's totally okay to make up a pretend assistant mm-hmm. and have your pretend assistant, <laughs> their supposed assistant who may or may not be a pretend assistant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. It's just assistance yeah. within assistance. It's yeah, just... pretty great. Oh my I've, god! I've never done it because that's like that's absurd. It's a and super power I, move, though. I don't think I could. Ha- I don't think I have the courage to do something like that. Just don't have the backbone. But it's something <sighs> I think about every time like this sort of thing happens, and like it happens, you know, it happens too much. Not very often, but every now and then, I'm just like, mm, you should not have an assistant. What is this? There's, there's no reason. There's no reason for you to have an assistant. <laughs> I love that though. I love the, it's so like, let me put you through to my secretary. Like, hello. Yeah, it's terrible. It's like. And then like, and then you I, get like, I, a British accent or something. I have to go downstairs to our storage room, like the fake like, walking behind the desk. <laughs> can, I, can I put you on hold? <laughs> oh, these are the classic uh, misdirection power moves in in uh in business yeah so it's like everyone knows what's going on <laughs> yeah but, but you have to keep up appearances though it's very important that's how that the society is just people like going into rooms and doing things but like you have to pretend that that there's something going on <laughs> i do really sort of enjoy that this happens enough that people comment on it though like the, the assistant thing and like to where everyone there's you know you suspect that people are making up assistance and that now you have the right to also make up assistance. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the fact that that happens enough 
that this kind of conversation is going around is like very funny to me. Mm -hmm. Just why are we doing this? (laughs) This is not worthwhile. But isn't that? No, I guess not. I guess it isn't. I guess you're right. Uh, we should all just be more honest and forthright in our dealings, in our various... Or just open up fucking calendar. Like, what's... The... <laughs> just open up. Yeah, just put just calendar. calendar up. Just, you know, send a... Open the calendar and um, send an Outlook invitation. Like, it's just not... I don't use Outlook. But this is this is just sort of how I feel. Like, if you are going to, you know, go out of your way to have an assistant, you might as well just have Outlook. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't think I'm going to be at a point where this is like a concern for me anytime soon anyway. So <laughs> That, you need, that yeah. you need an assistant. Yeah. Really, it's just that I'm lazy and that it would be really nice. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. yeah. It would be amazing. It would be so good. Filing um, my paperwork, keeping things on track. Mm-hmm. reminding mm-hmm. me to do things like that's, yeah. that's wonderful really what i need is a wife yeah i mean everyone yeah. does and then you could get the free labor out of it too exactly right uber but for wives uber but for wives where do i where can i get myself a wife how that's, do i how do is how she? To get wife? what's her at how to find wife how to find wife uh, I am just going to Google that real quick. Oh, sorry. I am just going to do a Google search for that real quick. Um, okay. <laughs> um, uh, so you know how Google does this thing now where they do like these boxed results at the top? Right. So there is uh, a site called boldanddetermined.com slash, uh, and the slug for this article is pick the right wife. Okay. And here is the excerpt that it's given me. Throw her back in the water and go fishing some more. To make a marriage work, both the man and wife must think of divorce as no option at all. Four, she must have the natural body type you prefer. Every woman will gain a few pounds when they settle with a man. January oh 21st, 2012. Uh, this is well, really then. useful information. And that's like just the top result. Just that's like, just, hey, yeah, that's it. That's this is excerpted the thing you need to know on Google. On, yeah. That's Google yeah. on Google.com. There on is the a lot Google. of how to find a wife, though. There are a lot of articles. Oh, good. Return of Kings is in the top 10 results. Oh, great. I'm sure people are using that link well. There's a wiki how <laughs> with pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm furiously Googling this now. This How is good. How to get a wife. How to get a wife. Branching out to meet women. Join a co-ed sports team or take a class. Reconnect with people from your childhood. 14. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, the internet's good again. Spend time with your friends and make friends with their friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Buy a woman a drink. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've never really dug into this, but I'm so curious, like, how does WikiHow source their art? Is it like... Oh, I actually, um, I talked to someone about this. Okay. God. No, I think I talked to someone who who works with WikiHow, and they're like, huh, yeah, we do, like, the art thing. But, yeah, I think they, like, they pay people. Like, they, they, um, 
they contracted out. Hmm. And I think, I mean, I think some of it might even be in-house, but it's like they actually, they pay people to do this. So it's like, it's got to be like, it's one of those jobs for um, creative types that no one like boasts about, Mm -hmm. right? Like kind of like how a lot of writers, like they write copy on the side Mm -hmm. to like make ends meet. Like it's got to be something like that, right? (laughs) Like it's just, there's just tons of artists who draw for WikiHow and none of them will admit it. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> like, I bet I bet that's what's going on here. <sighs> I, I just love it. I love how like so many of them are like kind of anime, but like yeah. someone trying is, to draw anime. This but, is what like, I mean, though. It's yeah. got to be like these got to like these people are getting scouted off DeviantArt or some shit. <laughs> and like they none of them want to admit that they're doing this. Mm hmm. Oh, wow. Although sometimes there's just really horrifying art. Um, I, mm, mm, I'm going to share this with you real quick. All right. I'm going to just share this. I was going to share a picture, but I was going to share this link because all of the pictures are, uh. See if he's the one. (laughs) Their mouths. Everyone has these extremely powerful jaws. This was absolutely but oh my this god is, this is someone who the draws deviant color? art fetish yes. art about just no, people the, with extremely powerful jaws the family of color that's been like just colored in the most horrifying way uh-huh uh-huh like yep <laughs> with just like the the gradient tool or something every like every non-white person looks like they're covered in ash <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah this is absolutely they did they were definitely recruited off of deviant art like this is oh my goodness it's a lot this is amazing (laughs) (sighs) oh my god the one in the corner how to make your girlfriend want to have sex with you <gasps> that picture the, these pictures they're oh, bad oh. they're not good Hi. they're God. bad at least they're getting hands right right like at least at least, at least their no. hands are good but yeah, at these least, look at like least they're, they're not hiding their hands behind their back in every photo <laughs> don't three don't look, don't act like you're obsessed with sex because yes sir because the last thing you want your girlfriend to think is that you're a horn dog. Uh, play hard to get. Oh, nice. Don't ever pressure her. Respect her wishes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, this is. What is this one? There's like, okay, it's supposed to be like this guy being like, Mm-mm, only sex with girlfriend, please. But it looks like the other girl is about to throw up. Like she's going to throw up on him. Which one? I don't. That's uh. That's be loyal. Part four. I, oh, be loyal. Was, oh yeah, that that girl looks like she's about to throw up. These people look like um, doll like living dolls, like dolls that came to life and are concerned about about sex, about doing it, doing sex, <laughs> about doing a sex, yeah. The girlfriend's eyes are so dead. Um, yeah, I 
I have to stop this because it's leading us to a bad place. We're on watch lists now. (sighs) Yeah. Well, you gotta be on some list, you know. Yeah. If you're not gonna make it onto the 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 uh, not the WikiLeaks the the WikiLeaks list. (laughs) Um. I'm just screen capping all these. Um, well, uh, do you want to call it a day there before we get in before too much we trouble? Start talking about yeah, let's not talk about let's not let's not go into the DeviantArt hole. No, 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 no. Yep. Uh, well, uh, thanks so much for coming on. Do you want to uh, tell people where they can find your your writing and like what your your at is? Yeah. So my at is. Uh, Sarah Jong, S A R A H J E O N G, and um, right now a lot of my work is at Motherboard, which is the tech vertical advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a website, sarahjong.net. Awesome, cool. Well, yeah, thanks again, and uh, I will talk to you later. Yeah, have a great afternoon. Cool, you too. Bye. Bye. Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.